Good day. Welcome to the Talk It Out podcast. My name is Neil Bailey Harper, and today it's Sunday morning. And I'm coming from the ground up, part three. Today's subject education. The music I'm listening to comes from the accidental genius, Donald Fagan, Steely Dan. The song is Home at Last, the live version done a couple of years ago, many years ago, actually. Um, I, as a teacher, I realized the most, the thing I do the most is learn. Let me say that again. As a teacher, I realized the thing I do most is learn. And I'm learning in this beautifully difficult year that we're in that we can be who we want to be. We can. The youth are leading. All we have to do is do our part. And again, as a black man, I'm going to give you, and as a black man and a teacher who's been a teacher who is a teacher, it's just slightly different. It's always been different. Systematically, we don't love any of our kids. Systematically in education, we do not love children. But all that can change. Um, I grew up in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and I went to Reynolds Elementary School. And back then in the 60s, in the 70s, most of the elementary schools were neighborhood schools. Now. I have a brother who's 13 years older than me that as time went by and let me know he never went to Reynolds. None of the kids in the neighborhood really knew him because my mom, with him being the firstborn, wanted him to go to a good school. So he, at seven years old, he was put on the bus and sent to Stevenson Elementary School. Public transportation. I, no, not school buses. We didn't have them then. He got on public transportation at 7 and went to Stevenson Elementary School on the other side of the city. Um, my oldest brother's a little fair-skinned. Maybe that helped. I don't know how many problems he had from day to day. But I started thinking when I was in school. I went to Reynolds Elementary School. Um, we had a neighborhood junior high school. And when I say neighborhood, I don't know how big it was, how, how, what they, how big they, all the kids were supposed to go to that school. But we had a, a junior high school, and then it was K through, no, one through six. I don't remember going to kindergarten. So one through six, six, seven, eight, nine was what we call junior high school. 10, 11, 12 was high school in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, and even as a child, you knew there were differences. Reynolds, if you went up maybe a mile or two, there were other elementary schools that looked better than mine. On the outside, they did. So my thought got to be if they looked better on the outside, then maybe there was better stuff on the inside. My junior high school, Fox Junior High School, was a great junior high school. We had great teachers. Um, but, not but, but for recess, we didn't go outside and run in the grass. We went up on the roof. Uh, maybe the fifth floor, sixth floor of our school was a 
caged-in roof. So the over the roof of the school, we had this big dome cage that you could play. That's where you went for recess. High schools, there were 28 public high schools at my time in Philadelphia and 14 Catholic high schools. I went to Dobbins, um, which was right across the street from Connie Mack Stadium, which used to be the Phillies' home. Um, when that got torn down, you know, we, I, I put it this way. I was, I was played football and I ran track at Dobbins. And our practice field was considered the glass bowl. Now, we knew that when we had football games or meets, they weren't in our stadium. We didn't have a stadium. We never had a stadium. We always had to play either at a neutral site or the site of the other schools. Um, we always liked going to meets at Frankfurt High School or Central High School. Because they were, they had fields, they had tracks, they had stadiums, they had bleachers. And, and, and the question was for me, if we're all public high schools, why does theirs look so much better than ours? And even if he got past the outside part of it, on the inside, why did they have so much more stuff than we did? We're all public high schools in the same school system. As a child, those were questions we were asking. And we, I mean, we just knew. When we would take trips to these schools, you would know what, what they looked like. You would know the facilities they had. You would know, we were just curious. If this is the same school system, why do our schools look so different? Why? And in a lot of instances, that can still be the same today. If we are in the same school systems, notice your school systems. Some schools look different than others. It's almost as if some schools are given more money than others. I'm not speaking from factual knowledge, but I'm speaking from factual knowledge. You know, why did these schools have more than other schools? Why do some have more than others if they're all part of the same school system? Um, the other thing that, that kind of, once I got older and... I went to college to be a teacher, and I decided once I got out of college that I was not ready to teach anybody. When you're getting big time results, but eventually I did come to it, and I taught in Alexandria City Schools and Prince George's County in Maryland Public Schools, and um, I enjoyed it. But, th but there were two things that got to me about these school systems. One was that the pay scales. I, you know, I remember looking my first year at the teacher's salary, and I believe at that time in the 90s, it was, might have been $37,000. And then I looked where I would be in 15 years, and it was at $50,000. That just didn't work for me. The other thing was, though, I so enjoyed teaching the children. But again, in one school system, the Alexandria Public System, we had two middle schools. So everything and everybody was in those schools, a very diverse population. As a music teacher, as a young black music teacher, I taught four different disciplines every day. 
I taught music appreciation. I directed a choir. Um, I did the eighth grade, which at that time in middle schools, there was sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. I did eighth grade uh, advanced orchestra. And I taught beginning band. No other teacher taught that. I was a new teacher. Maybe that has something to do with it. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed working through all those disciplines. Um, but the thing about, I remember with music appreciation, it's basically an elective class. And for those of you who've taught in public schools, you know that elective classes mean students have to have somewhere to go to fill up their class roster. So I had possibly 40 to 50 kids in the class. Majority was black. There were Hispanics and there were some white kids too, but the majority was black. So I tried to reach the kids the best way I could. Again, this was kind of a neighborhood school, although we had school buses, school kids were bused in. The other thing that always bothered me about the school busing system, I remember teaching at an elementary school in Alexandria and the school buses would come through the front, except the special ed bus. The special education bus would unload in the back of the school. That's another conversation that just came to my mind. But I remember teaching in the eighth grade music appreciation class. I found a way to reach these kids and connect on something. Um, we were allowed to show videos. So I would show videos of, of Grammy Award, Grammy show, the Grammy uh, Awards. I would show performance videos from the Grammys. Um, some Michael Jackson, some Brooks and Dunn. I'd show all kinds of videos. And I also got the kids, I found out that the kids like to watch old movies musicals. So I would show clips from Oklahoma. I showed West Side Story and I was having a good deal of success reaching these children until I showed West Side Story. The kids loved it. But I was summoned to meet with the area music supervisor who was upset that I showed West Side Story because it had in his mind, in his words, a gang connotation. Um, he's a white gentleman. And when I related to him that this movie won the Oscar, I believe, for best picture and best soundtrack, and it's a musical, all he wanted to see was the, said that I was, I was, uh, getting into things that they did, the school systems did not want to get into because it was a gang-related movie. Well, that left the school system for me. That, and the other thing I realized too, which always bothered me about school systems, why do we need to teach to standardize tests? This is Donald Fagan, IGY. Why do we need to teach to standardize tests? Why do we need an SAT to get into college? Who makes the standardized test? What experiences are formed on a personal and educational level by the people who make these standardized tests? So, in teaching, you have a certain amount of curriculum that's fixed for you. Whether you like it or not, 
you have to teach to this curriculum so these kids can take this test so the schools can then get the funding based on how well the kids did on the test. And who are the tests geared for? Primarily, who are the tests geared to? So, as a young black man, I'm busting my ass to get in high school. I want to go to college and I'm we had to spend every weekend practically studying for the SAT. Now, I'm not saying everybody else didn't. Maybe everybody did, but why? What on that SAT exam can any of you recall or remember that added to your everyday life? Systematically, through education, we don't love our children. We stack them. We rack them. Now, if I had, I was good in sports, I wasn't great, but had I been a great athlete, there would have been ways around that educational system for me. There would have been. But why is that? I'm speaking on this because all of these things we can change now. A lot of these things are changing now. Um, Elementary, middle school, junior high school, whatever you want to call it, let the teachers teach. I don't understand the standardization of school systems and why we have to teach all the same. Now, don't get me wrong. Some things need to be taught historically. But then even even with that, if you take a really good look at the McGraw-Hill textbooks and how they are they are personalized for different states and they will take the same information in one school system uh, they might talk about blacks being indentured servants in Texas or slaves in the same school books somewhere else it, it makes no sense what is the point what are we trying to do where are we going with that listen this is a real time Learning is uncomfortable for all of us. But when it comes to our children, if we want the best for them, the best is that everybody gets a good education. Everybody gets to start out the blocks at the same time, in the same way. If you have a school system, why does one school school in that system have more resources than others. See, the outlining and the underlining thing is what the parents provide. But that automatically makes your school system uneven. We all know that. Kids will learn. The world is changing because our kids have learned that their friends whether they're white, black, Indian, African, Mexican, it doesn't matter. That's a friend, that's a person. They don't fuck things up. We can fuck things up for kids with our shit. And this time is about us getting rid of our shit, getting out of the way. See, the reason why things have been stabilized so long is because so many great teachers and so many great kids have gotten through regardless. But imagine if everybody could learn the same way. 
or could learn with the same set of materials. Not the same way, the same set of materials. Imagine if teachers were allowed to really teach with the, with the energy and the intelligence and the spirit and the love that they bring to their classrooms and didn't have to stop halfway through a conversation that they were having with their students right when it became good because they had to, to fit into the standardized part of the curriculum. We can change the systems. We can definitely change our school systems. I'm hoping and praying that a Democrat wins the election because I want to see Elizabeth Warren as the Secretary of Education. That's my personal thing. But these things are changing. I'm not going to say they can change. No, they are changing. Um, I've, I've noticed in interesting conversations I'm seeing with schools and parents of schools and, and, and all around. And for the most part, a lot of people, and especially a lot of white people that I know, are excited about this time. I'm a black man. I'm encouraged. I get excited when we start putting pen to paper. I am encouraged. But when we start putting pen to paper and taking one brick out of that wall and putting a new shiny brick in there, then I'll get excited. But then again, why wouldn't we be excited? We want to change the world for our children, right? We want to leave, monetarily, we're not leaving the world a better place for our kids. Spiritually, we can. Through love, we can. All we have to do is give them what they want. Just give them what they want. They want the freedom to learn, to ask questions, to know why, to know why not, to do. They want the freedom to live. They want the freedoms to be themselves. Why are we trying to restrict that? I, as a school child, never took a school bus. But you know what else I never did? I never did an active shooter drill. I never took a school bus to school, I always took public transportation, but I never, during school, had to take an active shooter drill. I took a fire drill. I never had to worry about... The other thing I, I noticed, well, Palm Beach, Florida, the 10th largest school district in America, has its own police force. That's a good thing, you know why? Because they're not police, they're on the police force, but when they're in that school, they're educators. And the kids get to know them and they get to know the kids. Drop your freaking guard. Stop being scared to learn. Stop being scared to love. Don't worry about what we were taught. Worry about what we're teaching. And you realize as a teacher that you learn more than anything else. You learn as much as you teach. You teach because you're learning. That keeps you going. I once had a colleague when I first started teaching say that they taught kids one or two ways and if they didn't get it, they didn't get it. That's not the way. That's not the way. We teach to each other. This is change. The world is not, you know, it's not about things that are going to change. Things are changing now. Talk to somebody. Let them talk to you. This is the Talk It Out podcast. Time to put pen to paper, y'all.
systematically, let's start loving each other. Have a great day.